0: What is happening, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Send It The Podcast. Today, we are diving headfirst into the exhilarating world of Ben Leader, a man who embodies resilience and innovation. With a background in extreme sports and a spirit that thrives on challenge, Ben has carved a niche for himself as the founder of Hawaii Hydrostone. We're set to explore his unique journey, the lessons learned from his daring pursuits, and the synergy of his diverse ventures. From the backyard cage scrap, To the boardroom. Ben's story is a testament to the power of passion, adaptability, and unwavering determination. So strap in and prepare to be inspired as we send it with Ben Leader. Let's go! That's right, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Send It, the podcast. My name is Ola Shaw and i'm just stoked to be here today. If you like what we're doing, if you get any value out of any of these episodes, please follow us at sendit.hawaii on Instagram and just subscribe and or like whatever platform you're, you know, listening to us on because that's going to let you know next time we have an episode coming up and we just really appreciate the support. So today in the studio with me, like i said earlier, i have Ben Leader here. And Ben's like just one of the coolest guys that I've gotten the opportunity to meet, and the why the, the reason I met him is because I was searching all over the islands for an island, and I couldn't find anything that would meet that need, and so I was just on t- Instagram one day scrolling, and all of a sudden, I just saw these beautiful art pieces in the form of slabs, and yes, not those surf slabs, but these beautiful slabs of what's now I've come to know as hydrastone. and I was just so stoked, and now if, if any of you have ever been to my house, you know that I've got the sickest, probably biggest island out of anybody in the island and it's all thanks to this guy right here
1: but anyways dude ben thank you for being here why don't you just introduce yourself man thanks for having me bro that was a lit introduction but uh yeah ben leader i grew up in haiku born and raised um founder of hawaii Stone. started about seven years ago at least with the idea um grew up surfing here i think that's part of one of the things me and all have in common for sure and uh yeah martial arts as well just out here trying to make things happen, man.
0: That's right. Right on, man. Well, thanks so much. And you know what? I'm just gonna dive into these questions because there's some fun ones, and I want to make sure that we get these all down. So now, you know, from your background, obviously in extreme sports, we're gonna dive into exactly what those are. But and even the backyard cage scraps, which is rad, because I used to watch those, dude, and then then you're like, dude, I've been in one of those. I was like, No way, that's sick. What what led you after that to establish Hawaii Hydrastone? And how do those experiences inform your approach to your entrepreneurship now? Yeah,
1: I think uh I think maybe the main takeaways from like going after things like martial arts and and even like the trying to surf big waves and stuff like that is it just kind of instills that confidence in you you know trying to go for those bigger accomplishments no matter what it is and I think that was definitely very important when it came to like doing the hydrostone stuff especially because it's just kind of like an innovation there wasn't really anybody to like teach me how to do it really like I was always good with my hands like my pops like taught me how to build stuff and everything but just kind of having that confidence, knowing if you like have the discipline, you work hard and you try, you can make some shit happen. So I definitely carried that into starting HydroStone.
0: Heck yeah, man. That's so rad. Now balancing between managing your company, right? And you have other ventures such as like Maui Auto Bedliner Painting, right? Which is really sick. Those things require like really careful
1: attention. How do you prioritize your time and energy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you definitely have to figure out what you're prioritizing. I think, uh, Thankfully with me, how everything kind of came together was I started with hydrostone and then the bedliner kind of came second. But with my pops, he had came out of his work at the time and was working with me on those projects doing the bedliner and he had like experience painting and stuff. So thankfully I can trust him 100% fully with anything. And he kind of took over the reins with the bedliner painting for the most part. So if anybody goes to go get their truck painted by us, they're gonna deal with him personally. And then I just kind of use my parts, my attributes, as far as like online marketing and stuff to prioritize being on that part of that business. Whereas Hydrostone, I'm definitely like a lot more like hands-on and stuff. So for me personally, Hydrostone's first, and then the bedliner, and then of course health, sports, and all that. But uh, but the bedliner gets very well taken care of by my dad on the. Day. That's amazing.
0: So, so, would you say that you probably did? You learn a lot of your skills and lessons and things from your dad growing
1: up, or is it a newfound thing between you and him? Or what? How would you put that? My mom had a boyfriend when I was like eight and he uh, had his own landscaping business and it wasn't anything big at all maybe like 10 accounts or whatever but I got to experience that like entrepreneurial mindset and that like freedom of like okay the waves are really good today we don't have to be there at 9 a.m. we're gonna be there at 1 we're still gonna work hard and get it done but that freedom was there and I remember my mom like tried to make me get a job at 16 uh working at a restaurant haiku or whatever and I didn't even make it a month man not not cuz I like I don't know. I just couldn't be confined to those constraints. So I don't even know if I even have even ever had a choice than to do the entrepreneurship. But anyways, uh, when I was 16, as soon as I got a vehicle, I got my own push more, my own weed whacker and my own accounts, like just doing Craigslist ads. So I think man, like I, I obviously give flowers to like anybody that's like helped me along the way. But as far as like the entrepreneurship, it's just trying to get after on my own and then watching a shitload of YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> and trying to find that information
0: boom dude that's rad so you've had a couple of companies not just this you like you said you're you've always like inherently just been an entrepreneur and i think it's true like we don't even really get to pick it's like we're thrown into it and you know we can't really do anything else right not not that we can't do anything else but it's like our mindset won't allow us to do it And i think that's really cool now dude adventure risk-taking all of those words are synonymous with extreme sports and that's kind of you know I. Uh, after I've got to know you, I've gotten to, like, know about you, like, you've surfed Jaws, you've done, you know, background, uh, you know, backyard cage fights. You, you How do you incorporate that spirit of adventure, like, into your business strategies, and do, or do you?
1: I guess, like I said earlier, they kind of just correlate in, like, uh, building the confidence from, like, those other things, for lack of a better term. The balls to, like, send it and make some shit happen, you know? <sighs> And then I guess like just the discipline from knowing, like if you really want to make things happen, if you really want to go surf jazz, you know, you got to fucking train hard. If you're going to go do a cage fight, you got to deal with all that pressure and, and, uh, and training all the time and shit. And the same thing goes into the business, dude. Like it's every day, like you're just getting those reps in every day. And, and I guess those are the things that kind of correlate the most, but I kind of use the sports as an escape for sure. I know you do too surfers, dude. That's like, few times you can kind of like disconnect from all your day-to-day shit and just go be in the moment so the extreme sports are definitely more of an escape and to stay healthy keep you keep you in shape yeah yeah. big time big time now with that diverse background
0: so landscaping to now these two newer ventures to just learning all these lessons like and being here in hawaii i think is really key to this question too but how do you how do you keep and infuse cr- like creativity and innovation into the, all the projects that you undertake
1: yeah i think uh especially with the hydrostone stuff because there really wasn't like a format on how to do it when we started now there's like some videos you know related with like epoxy and stuff online but back like seven years ago there really wasn't like I just had like the little bit of knowledge of working with it. I spent like two summers repairing boats for like a friend's dad of mine using heavy duty resins. And then I'd seen an art piece on a wall one time and I just kind of put that together. But uh, yeah, the, it's just I've had to be creative the entire time. Just to innovate and like better the product
0: now i know i didn't i had no idea what hydrostone even was and you know i've seen epoxy countertops and stuff like that but can you just like let the listeners know like what is
1: hydrostone yeah so it's a heavy duty resin based materials we use specifically for each type of thing that we build so we specialize in building shower stalls custom shower stalls custom countertops and epoxy floors and there's hundreds of different types of resins, and we use a specific kind for each one of these projects.
0: Well, cool, man. Well, I want to take it back, and I want to talk a little bit about
1: the backyard
0: fighting, dude. This is rad because, like, again, I think a lot of people have seen this before. I don't know. I might have seen the one that you were on and not even known known about it. But it was a big deal. Like, can you share a
1: memorable, memorable experience
0: from the backyard fights, and maybe something that taught you a valuable
1: lesson? The fighting's just a weird thing in general, man. It's probably it's definitely, in my opinion, the most primal sport you could possibly do. And, uh, I'd have gotten, like, scuffles, you know, growing up out here and shit, but... And, and to premise this as well, anybody that knows martial arts understands, like, the s- backyard scraps is, like, super fucking, like, ghetto and, like, not at a high level or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't want people to think I'm nuts because I just went and did this shit. Like, if you're doing an amateur fight anywhere else, it's definitely, be like, way more gnarly. But, uh, anyways, I think one of the things you learn is just, uh... The thing that tripped me out the most was just, like, how fucking primal it is. Like, once you get in there, like, you just... You go on autopilot and you're kind of just like, you and this other dude that you don't even know, man, like trying to fucking murk each other. It's a weird, it's a weird experience for sure. One of the most primal experiences I'd ever witnessed.
0: Awesome. It's almost like you're not even thinking anymore. Any prior training, any other thing that you'd done leading up to that point almost
1: goes away. And it's just uh, that, that feeling takes over. Yeah. You ever watch, you watch The Matrix, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know that scene in the first one where he like sits back in the chair and they like downloading the information to his head yeah, exactly. just to program him so he, when he's in those events like he just operates. Yeah. That was my biggest takeaway. I think if if you're curious about like fighting or whatever, was understanding that in my first fight that I really didn't even have much thought process in the moments and it's whatever I had programmed my body to do with all that training prior. It's like, it's just going to do it. So you better have done the training.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's epic, dude. But that ties so closely in with entrepreneurship, because if you jump into something right and you don't have the proper training or if you didn't like take the time to like maybe plan like, you know, you're going to get to whatever it is that you're doing and it's not going to be as great as it could have been or it might knock you out. (laughs) So the more training that you put into it. Even on this entrepreneurial journey, like sometimes it's cool, like the way that I learned entrepreneurship is I just jumped in and I just got my ass kicked every single day. And I think a lot of people are that way as well. But I do think back to when I was younger, that if I had a mentor or if I had something or somebody telling me like, hey, like what you're doing is amazing, you're probably going to do really good at it, but it's going to take you, you know, 10 to 15 years to really figure it out. And I can give you, like, I can possibly help you to do this quicker and get further. Like, how amazing would that be? Right. And so maybe I wouldn't have got my ass kicked as hard. But that's what I think is so cool between the relationship of whether it's jujitsu or stand up or whatever it is and entrepreneurship, because it's literally getting punched over and over and over and over again and getting back up.
1: Cause we're prepared. Like you said, that it's kind of you can only prepare so much. Sometimes, like eventually, you got to pull the trigger and make shit happen. But definitely, yeah. And then, but then there you go. Like, uh, someone to kind of show you the ropes is your coaches, dude. You got that in martial arts. Without them, and you just fucking training by yourself at home, whole different story. Whole different. So story. yeah, to have a mentor in in uh in business, I could definitely see the valuable the value in that. I I, I kind of had one for a little bit. But uh, if there's anybody out there that thinks they could help me out, I am super I would be super hyped and grateful to find like a good mentor. Me too and I
0: think we're both actually being mentors right now to everybody else out there that's listening to this because it's pretty pretty fire man. Now how do you see the synergy? Right. How do you see that relationship between your different ventures? Like do they both kind of contribute to your overall business vision and success? Or do you think that
1: like one could be greater than the other? I think they're just different, but even going back to like the landscaping business, there's so many things you like learn that like base skills that definitely apply to like whatever you got going on. So it's just like learning how to like talk to people and have the confidence and then how to like market and portray yourself and the online and whatever, uh coincides with just, just like all those basic things that like go well in any business that you kinda have to know. So when I started the hydrostone business, there's a lot of things like I kinda had to step up in, I think, just because of what I did with the landscaping thing before. Even if it wasn't much, it was a little bit than just starting from nothing. And then when I started the bedliner business, that one definitely grew a little faster off rip just because of the knowledge I had from trying to do the hydrostone thing.
0: Isn't that cool? How like you learn this one thing and then it just gives you so many skills and then you might not even think be thinking about that next thing yet but then when you get to that next thing you look back at what you've already accomplished and you're like dude i can i'm gonna kill this thing like right like i have all these this
1: past experience these past skills that are gonna help me propel this one even faster so yeah, and better too and better, yeah, yeah. yeah but then that makes you think like damn how nice would it be to have a freaking mentor <laughs> <laughs> that's already like you know really smooth that process out too so now you know we kind
0: of talked a little bit about your past experiences preparing you um for your business right which is really cool but um i want to hear about some of the challenges man i want to know and i think people out there it's really cool because it's relatable what are some of the hardest things while managing both of your ventures that you've been through and how did you come out of them
1: positively i was thinking about this one because i was reading the notes on on the drive over and uh just dealing with certain people sometimes, man. Like when you've had like 100 clients, 200, 300 clients, 1,000, like the odds are you're gonna come across people that either you just don't, you know, vibe with or they're just genuinely (laughs) shitty people. And so there's definitely been instances where I've been on projects and, you know, especially in the beginning, I think I've gotten better at kind of getting a feel for people off rip, at least try to, but in the beginning, there definitely been people that were just like, probably, because like I said, I started this seven years ago, I'm 29 tomorrow, they saw me as like a 22 year old kid coming and giving him a crazy freaking deal on a countertop They're just like, dude, I'm a fucking, I'm not paying this kid. Like what, you know? So there's definitely been people trying to take advantage of me. And then just dealing with like circumstances like that, I guess, you well, know, that's
0: not, that's, that's definitely not true. I mean, I can vouch for you that the stuff that and the work that you guys do are an amazing, you guys do amazing. And if there is anything from my experience that Any little thing, you know, you guys were so willing to like, be like, Hey, if there's anything that you see and that you want fixed, I I definitely will come back out there and we'll do that for you. And so like that, I think that that is the whole like essence of service, right? Or like, that's the essence of our business. If we're in the service business, you're hundred percent correct we have a thousand clients guess what dude at least 10 percent of those people are going to be not like your people but you learn that
1: too and then you learn who your clients are yeah you try to sniff them out you get better at kind of kind of seeing people right away but yeah that that would probably be the hardest thing just like dealing with people sometimes you run into a bad one and then it's just like yeah and you're just pissed off for like two weeks you know T- totally
0: so what do you normally do to navigate
1: that uh you know, what's nice is that that really has not happened too often. And like you said, if you look at, you know, our reviews online or whatever, I think we only have one bad review out of over 60, which in construction industry, I feel like it's pretty good. Um, Cause we really, really do like go out of our way to like, make sure like every single project is done and, and as nice as we can possibly do it. And I think that comes across to people, you know? Yeah.
0: That's what separates us. I feel like from, you know, us as entrepreneurs from everybody else, you know? And again, it's, you have to be willing to be on that roller coaster. You have to be willing to take the risks. you have to be willing to do the things that other people might not
1: you know have it in them to do. and yeah what what's what's because I think and we kind of said this earlier, like you almost feel like you don't really have a choice right yep. with that and i, I I've been kind of thinking about this recently too. you know, I'm growing a little bit, and so I have people working with me and stuff, and you know you bring people on that have like different attributes, right. Like, I think like some people are just like, Built for this like I don't know If you like are created this way from the jump Or you just kind of form into it but then there's other People that like work so well with just being The right hand guy you know like they'll shoot For you but they don't want to go face to face With this shitty client or something like that like people Are just built for they have their own attributes right
0: Yeah 100% and that's you know In saying that that's another thing It was another cool lesson I've learned is that nobody's Going to work as hard for you For your business as you are You've probably heard that one before too and it's so True but the attribute part of it is true there's a lot of a people and there's a lot of b people and even the a a type people you know they're they're not they, they might not be that great at sales they might not be that great at you know talking to people but they're hammers in the field and they can get along with the rest of the boys and so they can lead you know even if they're not that out front person for the company so yeah it's finding those people to fill all those places you know to, to get you to that level to where you can now focus on those other things like growing the business, right? And yeah,
1: yeah, that's kind of. I feel like that's kind of where that's where I'm at right now. I feel yeah. like. So then, in saying that and talking about that, how do you envision
0: your business evolving in the future? Like, just like not, consider considering your background, yes, but through those lessons you learned. Through everything that you've been through, like where do you see both of those businesses like in the next five years?
1: The most recent thing we did was we finally closed on a warehouse space. We had literally been building everything out of our garage at the house we were renting, which was cool because we used to just fabricate everything on site, which was kind of nuts. But uh, we just closed on a warehouse space. So we're going to create a showroom, which is really cool. People can come and like see our work, fully built out showers and stuff like that so they can get a real grip on like what our stuff is and how freaking dope it is and uh i'm establishing that here in haiku over the next couple months then ideally by summer at the earliest maybe by next year we make the expansion to oahu with both businesses I think, especially with like the bedliner business, I feel like it'll do really good over there.
0: Dude, I mean, I see your hydrostone business doing extremely well here in Lahaina. We've got all these, you know, and not to say that you guys are cheap because you're not cheap.
1: That's the wrong word for it. But you're affordable for the people, which is amazing. That's not because it's a bad product. It's because we're fabricating everything from scratch. You know, it's not like you got to go to the store and buy a 10,000 slab of granite and then have it cut for $5,000. We're fabricating everything from scratch. That's why our price point is so nice for the people
0: yeah and and you know there's going to be a huge need for that here in lahaina as things get built
1: and across all the islands man i see you guys
0: doing great on the big island you know all over the place so i really do think that you guys could grow into something much bigger than you you might even see right now so You know, it's really cool, man. I'm excited to uh, follow your journey and see where things take you. Now, as someone who's pursued like really diverse passions, you've built successful ventures. I can vouch for that. What message or advice would you offer to inspire and motivate others to chase their
1: dreams? I was talking to my friend the other day, like the the guy I was telling you, Kai Stone, he's the only other dude that's kind of in the same uh, space as me, I guess, that you can like have these business conversations with. And We, like you said, all we watch is freaking podcasts or whatever. So, but we're looking at the older homies, the guys that are so far along that sometimes their tips aren't, uh, they're just so far ahead. It's hard to relate sometimes. So maybe I can relate to the dude that's like 18, 19, you know, trying to just get something started, bro. Work your job that you fucking hate, pay your bills. and If you got any idea of anything you want to do, just do it, bro. Like try your best to prepare. Like you said, you know, and, and, but you kind of just got to do it. That's literally the only advice I have, man. You got to send it. (laughs) Shout out the pod. (laughs) That's an amazing piece of advice, man. And that was awesome.
0: Ben, Thank you so much for being here, man. man I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners? How how can they find you? Like on Instagram, your website? How do we get a hold of you to put in some new countertops, shower stalls, bedline that thing? Yeah,
1: so you could just Google us, Hawaii Hydrostone. We should show up right away. We have our Instagram, Hawaii Hydrostone, Hawaii underscore Hydrostone. That's H-Y-D-R-A-S-T-O-N-E. We got all our before and afters and cool little reels on there of like past projects we've done website as well but uh yeah if, if you guys just want to quote our quoting process is super easy you just send us a picture of your project and we're pretty much because you're pretty spot on quote just with that so if you're interested in a new shower countertop or an epoxy floor hit us up man we'll make something beautiful for you that's so sick right on ben have an amazing rest
0: of your day and i'll talk Boy, to you soon you're the
1: man dude appreciate later, it later brother dude that was so rad
0: now you guys out there if you found today's conversation as inspiring as i did don't let this end here share this episode with your fellow dreamers and risk takers because together we can ignite a fire of possibility in every corner of the world as i sign off remember the journey of entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart it takes resilience creativity and a willfulness to push boundaries So with a vision and determination anything is possible so go forth you chase your dreams and never forget to send it let's go